Everyone Games is uniting disabled gamers, celebrities, veterans, and anyone that wants to play for a two-day livestream event of tabletop and video games to show that everyone games. The Knights of the Braille are joined by a community of volunteers to play alongside Jennifer Kretschmer, T1J, Radders, Blind Temple, Honey and Dice, EJ from Non-Compete, Drunken Bard, History Wizard, Vadim, Runaway Robot, and Luke Gygax, and many, many more celebrities. So you can donate now for your chance to win and play with one of these incredible celebrities and raise money for Everyone Can and StackUp.org, two incredible charities raising money for disabled kids and veteran gamers. Go to justgiving.com forward slash everyone dash games. That's justgiving.com slash everyone dash games. Join us on the 30th of September and the 1st of October to game after game of celebrity games. I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're A Couple couple of Characters. characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. What are we talking about today, Alex? Today we have to make me another character. Have to make a character for the Everyone Games event that I'll be playing in. Doing another D&D history. Or D&D epic history. So we have to uh, make a historical character. Like we did last year with Marie Curie. Yeah, yeah. So last year we participated in the online charity event Everyone Games organized, and you played in that one, as you said, as Marie Curie. Everyone was a historical figure, so you got to bring a new one for this year. But we're not going to reveal who it is yet. Oh, all right. No, it's going to be a surprise. We're going to keep them waiting. Is there time? Is it time no, now? It's not. It's not. For a random encounter? No. Oh. Because first, I'd like to quickly talk about Everyone Games. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. So they're a group of volunteers promoting accessibility in gaming from tabletop to video games. And their second annual online charity event takes place tomorrow, September 30th, and Saturday, October 1st, 2022, from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, both days, with a variety of live games as well as panels about accessibility in gaming on the Everyone Games Twitch channel. And this session that I'm participating in is the first one. It 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern, September 30th. Yes. And the funds being raised this year will benefit two awesome charities in the accessibility space, Everyone Can in the UK and Stack Up in the US. Everyone Can assists people with disabilities by harnessing the power of assistive technology and providing free assessments to individuals with disabilities to match technology that is either designed or can be adapted to help them achieve everyday tasks. Stack Up supports active and veteran service members from the U.S. and allied nations by promoting positive mental health and suicide prevention through gaming and geek culture. And yeah, the character we're making today for you, you're playing tomorrow, first thing, bright and early, and then later that day from tomorrow, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, we're joining Jacob Wood, our guest from last episode, on a panel about representation in gaming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for both. Yeah, it should be fun. Not excited for between them when I'm going to work. (laughs) (laughs) But alas, we have to pay them bills, baby. Get Mm -hmm. that paper. Yeah. Chase that paper. Thank you. 
And I'm also excited to make this character with you. But first, now it's time for a random encounter. Oh my gosh. I know. I did not see it coming. Keeping I didn't you know when it was coming. on your toes, the seat of your pants. That's right, on the seat of your pants, I not have, the edge of your seat. I have calves like freaking balloons because <laughs> I've been on my toes so long. <laughs> Wouldn't it mean if they were like balloons that they'd be like. Oh, Not I meant the tight. size of balloons. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah. It was yeah. more about, okay. The consistency, a little bit firmer. Okay. Got <laughs> it. Got it. Bit. Got it. Okay. Like water balloons. Sure. Consistency like water balloons. Closer to water balloons. But size like regular balloons. Okay. Got it. <laughs> All right. So what is a random encounter? This is a segment where we briefly talk about characters we've encountered outside of RPGs, like in TV, movies, books, etc. Alex, do you have a character you'd like to talk about today? I feel like, actually, it's a segment about water balloons and other balloons and the size of my legs. <laughs> it could be about that, too. That well, that was very random about it this week. But I do have a character. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring another character from the Wayward Children series by Shauna McGuire. Okay. And this character is Cora. And she first appears in Beneath the Sugar Sky, but she also appears in later books as well. Mm-hmm. Like, not all of the later ones, because these uh, the books sometimes go back and, like, follow characters and kind of take them to their Narnia-like worlds. Mm-hmm. So, to remind people, this series is the series in which the characters go to a school for wayward children... Because they have gone to a Narnia-like place, and now they've come back, but they want to go back to their Narnia. Yeah, the the real world doesn't hold up to this other fantastical world they went to. Yeah, and Cora went to a world in which she became a mermaid, and she is, like, you know, back in our world, and she's always, like, wet because she wants to be all wet, so that, you know, because mermaid. Mm-hmm. And her hair is, like, super colorful because it changed when she was in her world. I think it was called The Trenches. And she saves so much money on hair dye with this cool new magical colorful hair. Yeah. And then, oh, they actually talked about that in a later book where... Apparently, girls at her school made fun of her because they thought, like, she was dyeing her hair. Mm-hmm. But then they saw her in the showers and were like, oh, she's, like, taking it so far. She's dyeing all of her hair. I see. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. Anyway, she wants to go the, back to the, the trenches. The carpet may match the drapes. It does match. Yeah. <laughs> that is what they say. Um, but I also like her because she's like a representation of a character that is overweight. Um, she's fat and she like knows it and it talks a lot about her, um, accepting her body and being like, Hey, I know I'm fat. I've tried to not be like this, but this is just how I'm built and deal with it. And it like, I and thought- And also F you for your fat phobia. Right. So I thought it did a really good job of that and- I think that it was a cool character beyond that, obviously. Um, you know? Yeah. A lot, I feel like a lot of girls wanted to be mermaids. At least our age, you know, Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. a that My was sister a thing. definitely wanted to be a mermaid. I did not. Ocean's terrifying. Oh, my, uh, my coworker Jay, his son wants to be a mermaid, so. Nice. <laughs> they got him a mermaid tail for his birthday just, like, last couple weeks ago. 
Oh my goodness, that sounds quite adorable. Yeah. Anyway, Jay said that he didn't actually wear that because he, like, had already opened three other gifts and by that point was like, no, I want to play with these first gifts, obviously. I don't care about this last gift. Yeah. But (laughs) anyway. Should have given it to him first. Yeah, what is your character that you've brought? So today I've brought Winnie from Counterfeit by Kirsten Chen. The book follows Ava Young as she reconnects with her college roommate Winnie after 20 years. Winnie had to unexpectedly drop out of college, and when she shows back up in Ava's life, she sweeps Ava into her counterfeit purse business. And the thing that I really loved about this book is how unapologetically Winnie does what it takes to make herself successful and get ahead in life. Winnie's gonna do Winnie. Yeah, she does not care at all what other people think of her, and I thought that she was a really compelling character, and the book was full of twists, and I had no idea where it was gonna go. Like, even when we were at the very end, I was like, what's gonna happen? There's like 15 minutes left of this book. I don't know where it's gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun one. It was fun. I would recommend it. All right, now that the encounter's over, let's move on to some character creation. All right, I think now you can reveal who you're going to make and what your concept, your idea is. Well, I wanted to represent in this event a person who I... um. I, I feel like I can say I admire a lot of their work and, like, their dedication to their craft mm-hmm. because they did a lot. Um, they dedicated themselves and, you know, they made it their full-time job despite that meaning that they were, you know, a starving artist. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this, of course, is our master of the macabre, Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love... All of his short stories. Well, maybe not all of them. A lot of them. I love a lot of his short stories, and I haven't read a ton of his poetry, but I really like his short stories, and he's kind of like... I looked it up, and he is credited as being one of the first people to write short stories, Mm -hmm. as well as one of the first people to write kind of a detective yeah, story. that was what I was gonna say. Is he did the first detective or one of the first detective stories? Yeah, like I think he inspired like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like there's a lot that we could do with this character as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you don't know who Edgar Allan Poe is, um, he writes a lot of about the macabre and kind of like an H.P. Lovecraft, but maybe less problematic. I haven't looked into it. <laughs> I think there's less racism that's overt in his writing, but who knows? Yeah. He, he did write in the 1800s, so could, it's probably there. Yeah. But anyway, I wanted to play as him because I think that he gives us a lot of opportunities for, like, a bunch of classes, and I think that I would like your help picking a class. Okay, so do you want to... I have a couple questions for always, you. Always, always. First of all, I will say I believe we are going to play as level five. Level five. Okay, that was one of my questions. And I'm assuming you're being like a human again. Yeah, they said any race or class. So okay. I was thinking we could maybe pick a race that we think fits and then I'll just reskin it. Okay. Literally, this time as a human. Okay. Like, if there's a different race, we think I haven't actually looked at races, so we can kind of just browse through those quick and see sure, what catches sure. our eye. Okay. So those are my two main questions. Well, and then my, I do have a couple more. 
Mm-hmm. Always, always more questions from me. Are you playing? You are playing like Edgar Allan Poe, gender identity as a man. I think yeah. Okay. Okay. And then how are you doing ability scores? I, I think we'll just roll them our way, and if we change them later, that's fine. Okay, sounds good. Because I haven't gotten that info. Okay. But we'll just go ahead and roll them, and then we can, you know, do whatever the DM wants. Sounds good. Perfect. Okay. Where so, would you like to start? Like, I think I want to tell you some of the class options, and let's figure out which one do you think speaks to you. Okay. Do you want me to, like, tell a little bit, like, what I thought of for, like, a story? Or you want to tell a story? Sure. Because, like, when you first said Edgar Allan Poe to me, I thought, oh, you can do a lot of fun things with this. Like, maybe if you're, like, a barrett mind sorcerer... Or you'd said, like, maybe, like, Great Old One Warlock or, you know, some quick possibilities of, um, you know, ideas where he, like, encountered some sort of otherworldly thing that he tapped into, like, some other plane of existence. And now he's kind of disappointed, I think, with what this world is, and he's striving to, like kind of embody and encompass that world and he spends a lot of time thinking about it and I think that's where like all these stories and poems and things come from that was that was my thought okay well let me go through I think some of these options because I think that they all kind of lend themselves to that story could probably happen Mm -hmm. because again remember this is set in our world yeah so somehow he might get magic yeah and if that happens, we're going to need some sort of, you know, magic um, was the word I'm thinking of. Yeah. You know, like Kickstarter, that kind of, what? I'm not, catalyst. There okay. We need some sort of catalyst Basically, that he wayward children into another world and now he's back on our world. But that he's is got one cool option. cool powers. Yeah. That's one option. That's kind of what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Got it. Wandered through a portal. Yeah. He Wander Alice back in Wonderland. Real days like, yeah. like, whoa, guys, do not go in there. Yeah. All right, let me tell you my class idea, subclass. Okay. Number one, I think is obvious. Um, also, it's not one you've already named, but Bard College of Whispers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. These people can literally, one of their abilities, if you talk to someone for a minute, you can make them afraid. That sounds like Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Whether he intended that to happen or not, it, it's happening, guys. It's happening. Right. Okay, I have three cleric domains that I mm. think could work. Okay. We have death. Mm-hmm. We have grave. Mm-hmm. And we have twilight. And that was kind of because mm. the twilight domain, the little paragraph, Yeah. it was like, oh, we'd like to watch over the transition from night or day to night and protect from the horrors that hide in the shadows. It was something like that in the wording yeah. just made me think he's, of him. Yeah, he's trying to protect the world from the horrors that he has seen that exist. Yeah. So that those are my three cleric options. Mm-hmm. I had a druid circle of spores and that one is 
all about like kind of reanimating bodies and mm. I think it fits a little bit less with the actual post. So like, let's just take that one off. All the right, list. we're taking it off the list. Not an option. We just said it and now it's gone. You know, we do that on this show and it's good to show the creative process and how you know, sometimes you think something's going to work and then you're like, mm, actually when I've reexamined this, it's not it's not what I wanted. Okay, now we have another one that's similar, I feel like, to, like, the death do- and grave domains where mm-hmm. it's, like, kind of your connection with, like, you can see this guy just wandering through graveyards. Yeah. And that is the Phantom Rogue. Mm. Mm-hmm. Literally, they have, like, little soul to- trinkets, and I'm like, yeah. that seems like a thing he would have. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay, so yes, as you said, the sorcerer, we have Aberrant Mind, and there's also the Shadow Magic Sorcerer, so they're kind of linked with the Shadowfell in some way, mm-hmm. and it's funny because that one, like, gives you quirks, and I'm like, I just imagine Edgar Allan Poe having all of these quirks. <laughs> yeah. Like, one of them is, like, your heart beats once a minute. Oh, yeah. Another one's, like, your body is cold to the touch. And yeah. Like, yeah. These the Telltale Heart like... was inspired by his own. <laughs> he has a new different heart in his body. <laughs> yeah. Someone, like, a doctor puts a, a stethoscope up to his chest, and he's like, I give it a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Now we move to Warlock. And this, I know it's my favorite class. And maybe now we're going to see why. Because Edgar Allan Poe, one of my favorite short story writers. Probably one of your favorite authors, period. Yeah. And now if we look at the Warlock, I have five options here. I'm (laughs) shocked. Alex, five Warlocks? Never. So we have the Fathomless. And that is the one that's like kind of, it's linked with deep sea creatures and like monsters from the deep right so krakens and that kind of thing and he does write some short series about like watery type things and like I could see this one Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. he has a short story called Maelstrom Maelstrom M-A-E-L Strum I've heard it both ways Okay. and that one he um, I think it's about like a him, a guy watching a ship like sink into a maelstrom off a, on a cliff or something. Mm. And I haven't read it for many years. Real dark. Yeah. But, but I'm like, I could, see, I could see a Kraken, you know, like reaching his hand out and like stroking the guy's cheek on the cliff and then. Just a delicate, deli- yeah. delicate caress on the cheek. Yeah. But it's like, uh, like, hey, I could pull you in, but perhaps you can do my bidding. Yeah. Okay. What else then do you we have? have? I had The Fiend. I just wrote that one down, but I don't like it, so I'm, it's out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I do like it as a player. I don't like it for Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, you've reconsidered for this character, and it's... The great old it's one. It's a no for me, dog. Great old one, yep. Mm-hmm. Hexblade. And this one is, again, because if you read the little description, it says you've made a pact with a mysterious creature from the Shadowfell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, that sounds like what you would do. Yeah. And finally? The Undead. Mm. So this is a one where you make a pact with, like, a lich or a vampire, a mummy, some sort of, like, 
Undead. Undi- undead. Great undead yeah, yeah. being. Basically yeah. an undead being that can give you power and you kind of start getting traits of like, oh, I don't have to eat or breathe anymore. Mm, yeah. I don't, who needs that? Yeah, I, I've got cool weird things. Don't... Yeah, what? not the it's undead. Totally fine. <laughs> um, finally, we do have three wizard subclass options. Oh. The Order of Scribes, actually, because this one was talking about how it's all about, like, writing mm. and, like, you know, authorship, basically. Yeah. I was like, oh, that actually makes sense for someone that was a writer. Yeah. Um. Then we have the School of Enchantment, and that was because I looked at the first level of, or it's level two, actually, feature. Mm-hmm. It's, like, hypnotic gaze, and it's, like, you can, like, basically enthrall people while mm. you, like, look at them and mm-hmm. kind of I was like I feel like that's a thing that he could do maybe he's like muttering a short story and like people are just keenly they're listening they're captivated yeah yeah exactly so it's kind of like less so an enchantment and more so like I mean it's an enchantment vis-a-vis the word that he's reading yeah yeah and then my last one was School of Necromancy mm-hmm again it's kind of like the spores where it's like that one's more about making zombies which I feel a little bit less strongly that he is doing because I, f- I feel like he's more connected to weird crap that's out there, you know, like yeah. not necessarily just undead. Yeah. All right. So help I think we just ne- need to do a major mix right now. Necromancy, I think, is out. Okay. Fiend, you said, was out. The Druid was out. Also, I'm going to eliminate School of Enchantment because I feel like that feature is kind of the same thing as College of Whispers. Okay. But the College of Whispers is doing it creepier, so I like that more. Okay. Um, I feel like nixing the rogue because, like, and here's why I want to nix it. From the story that we heard when we visited his house about how he, like, walked from Baltimore to D.C. and then was, like, turned down from the army. Like, I don't think this guy's... He's not a fighter. He wants to be, but he's not. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to also eliminate the undead patron for similar reasons of, like, I think he's less undead and more weird, like, you know, monsters than Mm -hmm. he is undead. Okay, now I think we should look at the clerics. I really like the description of Twilight that we kind of talked about. Grave, having played a Grave Domain Cleric, I don't know if that necessarily fits. And then Death, I don't really know much about the Death Domain. You'll have to tell me what you found. Alright, let me pull it up quick. The death domain is concerned with the forces that cause death. That's the first sentence. Pretty compelling argument so far. And then it, that sentence continues, as well as the necromantic energy that gives rise to undead creatures. So it seems more like a zombie undead type one than a, you know. Yeah, it, it, it had me in the first half, lost me in the second. So I, I think Nick's in that one. What do you say? Yeah, we can eliminate it. Okay. Which warlock do you feel best in company 
encompasses. I feel like for, I'm gonna go sorcerer quick. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna eliminate Everett Mind because that one gives you a lot of like psychic, telekinetic type powers, which mm-hmm. I don't see in his writing as much. Okay. Where Shadow gives you like, you can see in the dark and like you get a Shadow Hound later that's like a basically a dog made out of shadows, which seems more like him to me. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to guess down a one per class. That was kind of what I was thinking, too. And then if you're sad with what you roll, you know that you don't want to play it. I feel like because of your argument about the he walked to Baltimore or from Baltimore to D.C. Taking out Hexblade. Yeah, taking out Hexblade. I feel like Great All One is the one everyone expects, so I kind of wanted to fathomless and just have the argument of, like, well, you know, he's got these. It was his first taste. Right. Because Great All One, I was like, if I was playing H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. But I'm not playing H.P. Lovecraft. I'm playing Edgar Allan Poe, and he wrote more stories about, like, I don't know. I feel like there, there were just a little less weird cthulhu monsters and a little like there were some but a lot of them were i think more about honestly probably mental illness a lot of the time yeah like a lot of his characters could be broken down to like oh they had a some sort of mental illness that made them do this thing yeah okay all right so right now as it stands we have wizard School of Scribes or whatever. It's an order of scribes. Thank I don't, you. It's dumb because it really should be School of Scribes because everyone else is school. Yeah, they're all school. That's I mean, why the, I said well, it. Well, there's Battle Wizard or no Blade Singer, but it could be School of Blade Singer. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It was the scribes a one. They made. And then it was wrong. War <laughs> Fathomless Warlock, Patron, the Shadow Magic Sorcerer. Sorceress Origin and the Twilight Domain Cleric and the Bard College of Whispers. So that's five classes. I'm actually going to eliminate Warlock because I feel like that's what everyone expects. Everyone expects it. Okay. Everyone expects Bard maybe or Warlock but I'm going to get rid of Warlock because I haven't played as many Bards. Okay. I've played a lot of Warlocks. Well, that's because it's your favorite. I All know, right. but I just... Do you want to... We're going to mix it up. Do you want to roll 1d4 and we'll go alphabetical? I do. Okay, here, here you go. Here's that. And here's the tray. You got a... You got a 3, which is a shadow magic sorcerer. How does that feel? Does that feel right to you? I'm good with it, yeah. Okay. All right. My only qualm is I'm like... Not sure how much charisma Poe had, you know? Maybe his charisma is more in the presence of, like, his writing. Right. As opposed to him actually speaking, like, his eloquence. I mean, I don't know how he was as a speaker. Yeah, we don't know. He can be as charismatic as you want him to be. Exactly. I mean, he's it's it's me, so he's gonna end up just being a bubbly, cheerful April character, right? Yeah. He's not gonna be broody at all. Yeah. 
I messaged the group that I'm playing with and said that I always try to play these broody characters and they end up just being bubbly and cheerful. And I said, but maybe when he wasn't writing, he was bubbly and cheerful. We don't know. <laughs> he had a great life. He's loving life all the time except when he's writing. He's like, God, this sucks. Gotta get all my angst out so I can go be happy again. Yeah, I gotta get all these feelings out. Okay, so what did we go with? Sorcerer? So we have Shadow, Shadow Magic. Magic Sorcerer. Okay. I feel good about it. We also haven't made as many sorcerers, so... Yeah. Okay. So let's quick look at some stuff about this thing, which is a Shadow Magic Sorcerer. And, like, sorcerers in D&D lore, they just, like, get their magic somehow. Like, either they encountered some sort of thing or they were, like, just born with it or whatever, as opposed to, like, a wizard who has to study to get it or a cleric who gets it from their belief in some sort of deity or a, um, where was I going with this? A warlock who makes a pact with some sort of otherworldly being. Right. So, something happened, he gets some cool magic. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, let's see. Shadow magic. Shadow magic is from Xanthar's Guide to Everything. And the things that he gets as a fifth level sorcerer. So, he's able to cast spells. He gets his sorceress origin, which is the, um, the shadow magic. He gets the font of magic where he gets, like, the sorcery points that he can use to, like, get mm -hmm. spell slots back. And then at third level, you get meta magic, which you can use your sorcery points to actually, like, do cool things to your spells to, like, make them take less time. So, like, you could make a spell take a bonus action instead of a regular action or increase the distance that it goes or make it impact two people instead of one. Can you really quick just read the little paragraph right after the Shadow Magic Sorcerer like heading? Because it is p perfect, I think. Sure, sure. Um, you are a creature of shadow, for your innate magic comes from the Shadowfell itself. You might trace your lineage to an entity from that place, or perhaps you were exposed to its fell energy and transformed by it. The power of shadow magic casts a strange pall over your physical presence. The spark of life that sustains you is muffled, as if it struggles to remain viable against the dark energy that imbues your soul. Yeah, that just sounds right. That's it. Yeah. Honestly. I think <laughs> like, we should have just read these paragraphs. I think we would have picked this one. We would have picked it faster. Yeah. It's all part of the journey, though. We wanted yeah. to take you guys on a journey. And the special features... Um... That you get. He unfortunately won't get his Hound of Ill Omen because mm -hmm. he gets that at 6th level. But we know that it's coming for him. Right. Um, so you get Eyes of the Dark, which lets you have dark vision up to 120 feet. And then at 3rd level, you also get to cast Darkness. Um, nice. And it doesn't count against your number of spells known. And you can either use Sorcery Points or expend a Spell Slot. And if you use the sorcery points, you can see through the darkness. Nice. So that's cool. Yeah. And then you get Strength of the Grave, which basically 
like you make if you, a charisma like a, save and it's like relentless endurance. Yeah, if you go to zero HP, you can try to pop back up to one. Yeah. I think the first time it's free, right? Or do you, it's you just make the save? once a long rest. It's okay. when damage reduces you to zero HP, you can make a charisma save. Okay, gotcha. And on a success, you drop to one, and you can't use it if you're reduced as your hit points by radiant damage or a critical hit. Okay. But those things I don't think are going to be super common. We'll see. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think this is cool. It it does it feel it to me. It also feels right. Um. I think is fine familiar on the sorcerer spell list. Because I want to make sure that I can have a raven. <laughs> that is very important. I bet the DM will let me have a raven regardless. Yeah, but I, I do like the idea of it being your familiar. So let's just check the... His name is Lenore. I was going to say it better be Lenore. Tap, tap, tapping in my bedroom. In my chamber Both the door. raven. Nevermore. Is this a first level spell? Yes. It is not on here. I can hear him rapping. Tapping Tap, at my tapping. chamber door. Yes. Exactly. Well, maybe the DM will let me have one anyway. Yeah. Oh, there's also a uh, Unearth Arcana one that could have been cool. Yeah. A warlock. Um, the patron of the Raven Queen. Mm. And you literally get a little raven that, like follows you around yeah and stuff is kind of like a familiar i think it's a little bit better um anyway we didn't pick that yeah you could also if you really wanted do instead of a um ability score increase at fourth level do the magic initiate and take find familiar as your spell oh yeah spell right because it's like oh it's using my int i don't care yeah. Like if it's a wizard spell or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I think... Oh, yeah. It's not on the Warlock spell list. I doubt... I don't think it's on the Bard either. So it had to be wizard, but like, who cares? It's a wizard spell. Yeah. Yeah. And I could take like cantrips that are non-attack. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because like I'll... Ha- well, the thing is, as a sorcerer, you get cantrips. Like, don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that that could be a way for you to do that if you wanted. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. I bet the DM will let me just have a raven that follows me. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want it to, but it does. It's, like, less so a friend and more so just an annoyance. And it's, like, I think it's, like, maybe, you know, what would be kind of funny is if it is a raven from the Shadowfell. Yeah. That, like, got out. And it's just, like, stalking him because, like, it's kind of curious about why this person here is like this. And it's the only person out here that the raven has encountered that is, like, kind of shadow-touched, you know? So I like your idea about him wandering through a portal. I think that's how we get him into the... Like, how, that's how we got his magic, you know? He was... Yeah. He was walking because I think he walked all over the place. I think so, too. He didn't... Like I said, he was, like, a poor, starving artist, so... Yeah, he, he didn't have walked. money for carriages or trains or those kinds of things. Or speedboats, you know. 
yeah. the things they had in the 1800s. Airplanes, yeah. helicopters, etc. Yeah. yeah. Jetpacks. <laughs> he didn't have any of those. Hoverboards. Yeah. So he had to walk. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's just walking through Baltimore one night and, or, you know, wherever. It doesn't have to be Baltimore, but that is, I think, where, he, where he, lived. he was most of the time yeah. in his adult life. And he just wanders, like, darts through an alley to try to short, take a shortcut home, ends up in the Shadowfell, and is like, I'm seeing some stuff, guys. Yeah, like, there's some sort of maybe a shadowy area against a wall, and he, like, pauses for a moment to, like, lean against the mm-hmm. wall to, like, catch his breath or something, because I also don't think he was, like... Just because he walked around, I don't think he was necessarily super healthful. Yeah, I don't think so either. So maybe... Was anyone in the 1800s healthful? I don't know. Probably not that much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, so he, like, pauses to catch his breath, and the shadow was more than shadow, and it was like a rift, like oh, a, I have an a, idea. a thin veil between the worlds. Yes, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say this happened when he was a little bit younger, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what age he started writing. Yeah, but let's say that like when he was younger, he was kind of a coward. He was afraid of everything, like jumping at shadows and everything. Mm-hmm. So he's like. He was walking home kind of late at night. Yeah. And starts walking a little faster because he thinks something's, like, following. And then he starts, like, looks over his shoulder, thinks he sees someone. It's probably just someone, like, taking out their trash. And then he, like, starts running away. And then that's when he, like, you know, he pauses to lean against the wall. He thinks he's lost him. And then he accidentally falls in the shadow fell. Comes back and is like, well, now I'm afraid of nothing on this plane. Yeah. (laughs) I, I've seen true horrors, but they yeah. will haunt me forever because it was a traumatic event. Okay. Another possibility is there was somebody following him and they wanted him to go through the oh, portal. Intriguing. Yeah. I know this is just for a one shot, so like that wouldn't come up, but I like that hook of yeah. like what is going on here. Yeah, there's some sort of they oh. want him for some reason. What? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just to show you guys. For characters, we'll only play once. Characters will maybe never actually play. They're going to get very, very interesting backstories that we put a lot of thought and heart into. But I just had a great yes. idea. tell me more. Connected to the one shot. So the one shot, the premise is like that the, there's these, this order, I don't remember what it was, some sort of like order of people that can time travel. Yeah. That is like trying to set the world right. <sighs> Oh. And so they time traveled. Yep. Someone time traveled to scare him. Yes. And forced him into the Shadowfell so he would get the so power get the to powers. help them later. Ugh. Yes. Okay. 100%. That's it. That's perfect. Incredible. Dream yeah. team here bringing it. Yep. Okay. I'm loving this. This is really yeah. good. And uh, then I feel really he good comes about this back and yeah. yeah, he starts writing these things and like people are like, hey, Edgar, maybe you should like get a job. And he's like, no, I just had to get this out. Yeah. Like, this is something. I know it. Yeah. It's like the guy in um, Close Encounters of the Third, third Kind building like, the mashed potato mountain. And I, this means something. I think it's clay. I don't think it's a uh, mashed potato. That was well, in that 70s show. Okay. In that 70s show, they made fun of that movie, and he made a mashed potato version of the mountain. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so... I think now we need to pick, like, a race. Yes. What's the creepiest race? Um, or 
which one gives you the creepiest benefits? I mean, there's. There is I was gonna Shatter say. Kai I was gonna say elf. we could go to the Ravenloft ones. Okay. And there's like Reborn. Oh yeah. From Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. There's also the. I okay, so the... here's here. Listen to this. Um. So it's kind of like that you died, but something happened. So maybe as he went through, he died in a mm-hmm. way. And here's what it says. Like you have this thing called faded memories. Reborn suffer from some manner of discontinuity, an interruption of their lives or physical state that their minds are ill-equipped to deal with. Their memories of events before this interruption are often vague or absent. Occasionally, the most unexpected experiences might cause sensations or visions of the past to come rushing back. Okay. There's also, I think, the... Is it Shattered Guy from... The one that's like an elf from the... It's not, it's uh, Mordekarnan's Tome of Foes, I think, it's in. Let me check. There's like a creepy elf race. Yes, yeah, so Shatterkai is from Mordekarnan's Tome of Foes, which isn't even a book that's published anymore. <laughs> so, um, but it gives you, like, you're sworn to the Raven Queen's service. And they venture into the material plane from the Shadowfell to advance her will. Okay. Um, and now they exist in a strange state between life and death. And they get necrotic damage resistance. And they have the blessing of the Raven Queen, which makes it so you can, like, teleport. Okay. Once per long rest. So. Yeah. Okay, so that's also an option. Yeah. Um, I also don't know what Dampier is. It's like a vampire, like a vampire. thing. It's a vampire. Okay. And feel, hex, hex blood is also. Yeah, I like feel. A hex. Yeah, I feel like if you were gonna go with that, it, you would go reborn. Yeah, I kind of like this elf because it did mention the shadow fell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's kind of that. Like when he went through, like. He, he got imbued. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he was body doubled and maybe Edgar Allan Poe died in the shadow fell and the shatter kite came back to take his life. Mm. <laughs> Almost like a, a changeling from the folk tales. Yeah. I'm not going to put that evil on Edgar Allan Poe. So that didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I kind of like this sh- shatter kite race though because I assume they're going to have us pick traditional races not like um, our method yeah. our ancestral also traits. this one only gets a con increase by one that's it Ugh. garbage Oh no I think it's from I think that's because it's technically an elf so oh, you'll get the plus the two g- decks. decks okay I see Yeah. Okay. but I'm going to use the rules of um, lineage from Tasha's and just say put two in one and one in another or, or wait that's from the newest book not from Tasha's no I mean Tasha's is two in one and one in another one okay the newer books oh, do the, one say, one or one or one one, one, one 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 okay okay so we I think we're almost done but here's my we, role we are yes we're getting close 
Ready for my always s- fifteen, mm-hmm. eight, mm-hmm. eleven, mm-hmm. thirteen, mm-hmm. sixteen, mm-hmm. eight. Okay. Not terrible. Got two eights. You don't like to see that, but you don't hate it. It's right, better so than three sevens. We put sixteen in charisma. I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. I feel like strength is an eight. What do you feel like? Yeah. I feel like he's a... I almost want to do con eight, too. I kind of feel like that, too. (laughs) Like, I feel like he's not a very... Or let's do con 11 just so I don't die immediately. Well, no. Let's do con eight. Screw it. I don't care. It's a one shot. If Edgar Allan Poe dies, he dies. (laughs) He's already dead. IRL, so it's okay. This is true. Okay, so what what gets the other eight? Dex? No, strength and con. Oh, we did it already. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so what's eleven? Is that Dex? Um I feel like he's got strong mind. Yeah. Just him as a yeah, person. I agree. Eleven Dex. Alright. So this boy is definitely staying in the back. I think if his he gets w- hit, he's Dead. I think his intelligence is 15. Okay. So then his wisdom is 13. All right. So how are we boop, booping? That's right, booping. Bumping up stuff is what I meant to say. No, I think booping was right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think for now we'll just pop Christmas up to 18. And let's do int up to 16 or wisdom. No, let's do wisdom to 14. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. The last thing that we need to pick for him, well, there's two things. Or we could do three ones and bump all those. That was going to be the, that's the other possibility. What do you want? Yeah, let's do that instead. So we'll go 12, 14, 16, 16, and then 8, 8 for strength con. Okay. All right. So then... Do you want to do an ability score increase, or do you want to do the, um, like, magic initiate feat, or is there a different feat you want? Um, I don't know. I don't, I'll look at feats later, because I still have, like, a month to prep, or, well, two weeks. Two weeks. But. Okay, IRL, we have two weeks. At the time of this release, we have... Less than 20. Waiting. No, we have 26 hours when this gets released. Bated breath. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm. I'm. We'll just ability score increase for okay. now. Maybe we do. Just bump charisma into 20 or nope, 18, 18. 18. Okay. This is fine. And then we'll do. Um, background. Background. Oof. There is haunted one. That's, That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think it's just Haunted One, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think it is Haunted One. Yep. From Curse of Strahd. Yeah. And then for skills, where do we get from Haunted One? Um, You get two from Arcana, Investigation, Religion, Survival. Let's do Arcana, maybe Investigation. How about those two? Okay. And then you also get two languages, one of which is an exotic language. Ooh, French. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 
It's our world, so... Yeah. What would exotic be? This feels racist if I say what in exotic languages. You it know? is. Yeah. So I'm not going to pick a second one. I'll pick just German. German and French. Okay. You decide, listener, which one of those was exotic. Spoiler alert. Neither of them were exotic yeah. because that is um, racist. Yeah. Um, English is actually the exotic language he knows. Of course. Take that. <laughs> and then you get... He gets a monster hunter's pack. Which that is sounds right. Hilarious. You get a chest, a crowbar, a hammer, three wooden stakes, a holy symbol, a flask of holy water, a set of manacles, a steel mirror, a flask of oil, a tinderbox, and three torches. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and he's just carrying a chest around like a freaking... Yeah. Large chest. Yeah. You have, like, the, the harrowing event, which I think his harrowing event was, like, he was I went in, to the Shadowfell. He went to the Shadowfell for a little bit. And then yeah. he has this thing called Heart of Darkness. And those who look into your eyes can see you have faced unimaginable horror, and the, you are no stranger to darkness. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Though they might fear you, commoners will extend you every courtesy and do their utmost to help you. Unless you've shown yourself to be a danger to them, they will even take up arms to fight alongside you should you find yourself facing an enemy alone. I think that's pretty fitting. I feel like Edgar, honestly, I'm like, I feel like he shouldn't have any equipment during this like session. He lost all his stuff. I just feel like he's just walking around with the clothes on his back, maybe a little notebook and like pen, you know? Yeah. Or pencil. Because he, well, he need ink and a quill, honestly. Um, Could have a fountain I mean, they pen. had pens, pencils, too. Yeah. He can't afford a fountain pen. Are you kidding me? Okay. Get quill and pen. Ink. Okay. <laughs> Not quill and pen. Quill and pen. <laughs> That's my okay. favorite comedy duo, quill yeah. and pen. Perfect. Okay, so we've got that. Now we need to choose for the his... Sork. Yes. Sorcerer. All right, you get... Can I just tell you a secret? Mm. I wish that every class was just like Bard and Rogue, where it's like, just pick any skills. Because that, I feel like, is what it should be. Yeah. You know? Anyway, what do we get to choose from? Two from Arcana, Deception, Insight, Intimidation, Persuasion, Religion. Intimidation. I was thinking that, too. Look into those haunted eyes. I have seen horrors you can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, deception, insight, persuasion, religion. Think I'll do insight. deception. Okay. Okay, insight? I was thinking insight. Like, I feel like he's got, like, he's in tune with human nature. But. Okay. If you want to do deception. No, do I'll deception. do insight. Okay. I think that's it. We did it. Yeah, I think we're good to go on Edgar. Good, good boy. Eddie, if you will. <laughs> What he prefers to be called. Mm, mm-hmm. E-A-P. Eep. That's kind of funny. Eep. Eep. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, we're good to go. <laughs> All right. So before we get to the end stuff, um, we'd like to plug the Everyone Games events will be participating in tomorrow, September 30th, 2022. Alex will be playing Edgar Allan Poe, who we just made, in the D&D History game from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern. And then we'll both be joining Jacob Wood for the panel about representation in gaming. And that is from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. And Everyone Games has a bunch of other live games and panels all day, September 30th and October 1st. 
2022 from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. on their Twitch channel, so we hope you check it out. And if you're able, please pitch in to the fundraiser for Everyone Can and Stack Up, two organizations providing accessibility for people with disabilities. Yeah, even if you're at work or something and you just put it on in the background and mute it, like, that's probably still going to help. You know, just make sure they take those numbers up. But if you can watch, that'd be great. And I'm sure that you'll have or find something at least that you like. Yeah. Obviously, you like me, so might as well watch me play Edgar Allan Poe. That'll be fun. Yeah. And there'll be a lot of other games as well, not just D&D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it should be a great event. It was a lot of fun last year, and I'm looking forward to it. Same. You can find more information about our show at a acoupleofcharacterspodcast.com. Have ideas or feedback, or need help creating your next character? Email us at acoupleofcharacterspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. We'd like to thank John Began for composing our theme music. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. A five-star review would really help us out. You can also help our show out a lot by word of mouth and telling your friends about our show. Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon donor. Just search ACOC Podcast. You can help our show out also by going to bookshop.org slash shop slash ACOC Podcast. And any purchase that you make there will help out our show and a local bookstore of your choice. And if you want to pick up some audiobooks, a great accessibility tool, you can use our LibreFM affiliate code to get a free audiobook when you purchase an audiobook subscription. And every purchase that you make through our link directly supports our show and independent bookstores. If you want to see Quinn play in a actual play game, since she won't be doing any during the Everyone Games event, you can check out Dungeons & Dragon Types, where she plays the character Willow. The Pokemon trainer. Woo woo. You can find me on Twitter at Alex N. Winterland. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Not a Dr. Quinn. Thanks for listening. Keep on rolling. just a fun fact for you i have hit record that's another fun fact for you wait i'm not quite ready oh jesus sorry i knew you were about to start doing that but i was like i need one more moment i just center myself i was just gonna say do you need to center yourself i'm ready okay and he's kind of like i was looking it up and he's kind of the um kind of credited with kind of uh i'm saying kind of so much Looking up rules in the internet, cause they have all the answers.